hustlers and the go-getters, welcome back, or those that want to be those two things. But we, again, welcome back to Crossing the Line. We're glad you're here, and we hope you bring others with you that think the same thing. I agree. I hope you shared and reviewed and rated, and we're back for another episode. And first, Noah, give us your tips and uh, tricks or, you know, insight. Well, one helpful tip, if you guys haven't already realized, Cheryl's all about these tips and reviews. I mean, she's only mentioned it like eight times in the first three episodes already. So, um, But number one, when you're charging your phone after it's been on low battery for a while, take the low battery mode off. Your phone will charge quicker. So you let your phone get down to the low battery. I try not to, but if I do and I don't have a charger, you turn the low battery mode on, obviously, so you lose less. Oh. And then when you go to put it back on the charger, turn that off. It'll charge faster. Got it. Okay. See, I learn something every time. That's All right. right. You got a second one? Because you're with me. Also, yeah. I'm a guy that travels a lot for work. I'm in a car quite a bit. Great way to stay healthy and pass time while driving is to use a handheld flosser while driving. Are they mint flavored or just regular flavored? I've had both. Okay. And so do you dispose of them or do you use the same one over and no, over no, again? No, no, Dispose. Do you dispose? Okay, well, that, that's, that's a little more... The, my goal is to be healthy in this now, Cheryl. Okay, well, that, that's good to know because, yeah, very good. But it is a, it is a good way to pass it some is. time. It is. I never thought about it. And stay healthy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like then it's done and you don't have to do it before you go to bed at night. Just put a little bag in your center console. Works great. Okay, I know what to get you for a gift now. Yeah, I've already got a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this episode is... um, Play the game. Play the game. So when we kind of... Hold on, before we start talking, you guys should write down on a piece of paper right now what the heck you think we're going to talk about and send it to us, and then we can see if anyone was right. That's a great idea. So when I think... Okay, I was not a sports player in school. I was not an athlete. I would have never guessed. For real? Yeah, I would have guessed that. (laughs) <laughs> what did you think I did? I don't know. I was in the band. You probably like gave speeches and stuff or something. I did. Yeah. I gave speech. I was in the band. I, I played the saxophone. I marched in the Rose Parade. Thank you very much. In Lot, 1980 something. I have. <laughs> I was not. I was a basketball player. I. I. Not that I wanted it to be, but I. Some people tell me that I fit like the high school jock stereotype. However, oh, so yes, I want to say that I have a lot of respect for the band and musical programs, at least at our high school, and okay. the, especially the theater program. But I do tell people that when I did have solos in the musical back in grade school, you did. Yeah, I was. The, I was the narrator. Just open up. Because <laughs> you have the gift of yeah. <laughs> okay, but I. So I want this game thing. Yes. So a friend of mine whose son is in the band. Um, after a competition last fall, she called me and she said, I have unbelievable respect for band. She said, when you talk about, okay, like if you play basketball or football or whatever, everybody's their own individual spot, but you still have to play together, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But in the band, you all have to be in step at the exact same time. You, right. Or it does not work. Like you can't be... You're part of it. So it's a very different kind of feel. So I was in the band. I sang. I read a lot of books. I played the piano. So I was not a sports person. So the games, like in all games, softball, baseball, basketball, football, all the things, there are rules that go to the game. And if you want to play that game, one of the first things you do, you learn Learn the the rules. rules. And I think that your example here 
qualifies to life. Like there will be some games that you play exactly. where everyone has to be on the exact same page and doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And that means in life there will be some times where you have to do that. Right. But, but some games will be like basketball or football where you're competing or maybe track is maybe the best example of you're competing oh, yeah. as an individual, but also on a team. On a team. Yes. So when you go to school for the very first time in preschool or kindergarten, you learn the rules. How do you line up? How do you, you know, be nice to kind to? So you're learning all the rules. So this, I don't know if anybody out there or you, Noah, had ever thought that really life is a game. It's about figuring out what game you're playing. And I think sometimes our frustration comes when I'm playing a different game than you think I'm playing. Like, how do you know how to play the game at your job? Is this an actual question? Yes. Or, uh, you, you don't? Like, I'm going to make it broad for everyone out there that's first starting a job like I did last year. Like, you, right. you don't know what the game, like, you don't you know do. the game yet. You have to learn it. Right. And that's where a lot of trouble comes in for a lot of people. Because the people who hire you, they've been playing the game the long time, and they assume that you know. Right. Or you just have to learn. And learning or, learning, right. learning, sucks sometimes. Yes. Um, when I, I taught uh, 7th and 8th grade at a school, a Catholic school, and there was this kid, every single time I had my planning period, he would walk down the hall. And I knew he had another teacher for English at that time. And about the fourth day, I was like, Nick, what are you doing? He's like, I... And he was griping. And I said, listen, school's a game. Figure out the rules. Play the game till you get out. And that kind of changed his mindset because it sort of helped him know it's a game. Like, figure it out. You know, figure out the rules in that. So so if you're into video games, I, I see life as the big game. And oh. along the way, you have lots of different, like, side games or bonus games or I don't... Do I'm you play video games? Not, no. I, okay. You could probably tell from the way I was referencing Yeah, I was just there. thinking, do, do you know what you're talking about? But I do <laughs> I do know in a lot of these games, yes. there, there's bonus games or whatever. And levels to get past. Correct. Okay, Correct. if you lots do this, of, then you can... Okay. Right. So li- let's say life is the ultimate game. Okay. Cheryl, talk to us a little bit about some of those side games or, you know, steps Ooh. along the way to level up. I would say one of them is being curious and not acting like you know it all or thinking you do and not being afraid to ask questions and say, yeah, I don't know. Or, yeah, I I don't know yet. Yet. I don't know yet. That doesn't mean I'm never going to know it. Um, The other, I think, really critical piece is to remember that my perception is my reality. So... My experiences, my perception of life is what I think is real. And your perceptions and your experiences you think are real. And sometimes those don't mesh. And so if I can step back from my own and think, oh, what would that be, must be like if I'm Noah? That can help me um, not rush to judgment, I guess. Does that make sense? Guys, Cheryl's saying we're playing two different games sometimes. Like yeah, we are. Everyone out there is playing their own game, like right. it, you know whatever individual situations. You could have the best of friend out there that you talk to every day, uh-huh. see every day, get along super. You guys are playing different games. I promise. Like you, no matter what you say, you have different stuff going on that affects you differently. Yeah. yeah. 
Let's let's talk about some of those different things that you you throw into this game. And okay, um, the first thing that you have have written down on your on your notes here is school, because a lot of us start school at five oh, years old, and then you're yeah. in it until you're, you know, eighteen to twenty two to twenty six, depending on how much education you want to go for. And and I do you think you know what people, um, do you realize, like I don't even know how to say this the right way. So you're in academia, you're in school, you've learned that game. You've figured out how to, that 80% is good enough. You figured out how to take the test. You figured out the, to move the puzzle pieces, to get them where you need to be, to be successful, to get out, which means passing. Some people want a high GPA because they want a scholarship and life says that you're going to, if you do all these things, then you get this. That's another topic. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> we'll yes, talk it about is. that at some point. But. But, but this world of academia is a very different world than the world of business. Correct. And are you prepared for that? How do... Okay, what if I... And here's my analogy. Cheryl, I don't feel like you're talking about school right now. I feel like you're trying to start talking about work. I, well, but, but school has something to do... Because these are the rules of, this, of, of the game of school. Okay, what are those rules? Well, that's true. So you, you start very basic, and you learn how to line up and raise your hand and how to play nice and not hit each other. And right. through school, you slowly start to develop how to talk to people, how to add, how to, I don't even know what else. Right. Maybe. Well, read, write, arithmetic. Let's call it the basics. Read, write, arithmetic. Right. But then you get to classes where, okay, this teacher wants it this way, this teacher wants it this way, and this teacher wants it that way. Right. And now you're playing another game. And now you're playing. But you're still in the game of school. You're continuing to level up. Right. But you're in different, it's like a different coach. Everybody coach. it's... It's everybody coaches differently. So I think uh, in in this school thing, like as you move about, a very important thing is to keep an open mind, right? Like there is going to be opportunities yeah. presented to you, whether it's junior high, high school, or whatever, to get involved, to ace a test, to you know meet, you know develop a relationship with a teacher, and you never know where those opportunities are going to take you. So to play the game, I would encourage you to look at what opportunities are t- available to you at at school. Okay, I got a question. Is this a finite game we're playing or an infinite game? Oh, we're using big words now. We are. So fine, okay. School eventually ends, so I would say finite. Okay, yeah, it does. It has certain rules. Football, number of players, it's four quarters. Here's how you do this, right? It, okay, the difference in this life thing, this game of life, it's an infinite game. No one wins. No one really wins. I mean, how do you know if you win at life? Well, I think your personal goals determine whether you win, but you like everyone can win or everyone can lose. Well, but that means that if, okay, if I win at life. It's you against yourself. See, that's the difference. It right. is me against, it is me against myself. It's me becoming the better version of me. But in our world, we don't do that. We, in a game of any kind of sports game or there's a winner and a loser, just be, but that's not life. Correct. Yeah. So even like this, you know, when you said, did you get up and did you, you know, brush your teeth and comb your hair and that make your bed? That was on the last episode. Yes. No, that we, did we, oh, oh, level up. See, I get them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's, I want you to make your re- bed every day. That Cheryl's referencing the last episode. So if you have not listened, go back and listen. See, now. Th- that's my tie in right there. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep moving through this. We're yes. to wrap up the school thing. I, th- I think that, 
the big thing on school is that school is is the rules of that game ultimately is that you're using it to to level up again right like school there there is an ending point and you're using that schooling and that education right. to have fun and to learn along the way but ultimately if you go to school you need a job after yes so the goal of that game is to be able to transfer it to life to get a job right and there again there's lots of stuff that we talk about that could have its own subject right or its own pod or its own episode jeez i i eventually <laughs> got there <laughs> But use it. It's it's a tool to you. Play that game. You have lots of there's lots of people in a high school yeah. or a good high school that can get you where you need to go. Play the game and use them. So what I would say when you come out of that is those relationships, asking questions, being curious, and and um, th- those are, those would be my top things for the school part. Right. Okay. So school moves you to work, and most, you know, we're kind of going yes, stereotypical general. here. Mm-hmm. I mean, school moves you to work, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, actually. Uh, yeah. Just finish up school and working. But talk about some, some rules for that. For working? Oh. Well, okay, let's, let's talk about that transition a little bit, the rules of this transition. Because we did say that this is one of the big goals of this podcast is to help people in my scenario right. a lot. Well, I think we prepare people for school very well. Or a lot. We focus a lot on it when you leave high school and if you go to college, we prepare you for that. I don't think that we prepare you that on May 12th of whatever year you've graduated from a four-year university and now you're a fully employed person. Good luck to you. Right. I mean, what's that look like? I mean, your schedule was... Let's talk about the time, the day. I mean, your schedule in a day, right? You're not governed by a a, a bell anymore. I mean, there's some autonomy to that. There's... um, and. And it's how really do, weird no longer thinking of the year from August to May. Yes, there's no longer an academic year. So for 16 years, that's your life, right? The cyclical nature of it, not so much anymore. Right. And, you know, there can be guilt in that, like, oh my gosh, I should be... No, it's just different. And we don't explain that. So the point that we're getting here, to, to kind of keep it on the theme that we're going here, is all of a sudden you have a very new set of rules. Mm-hmm. And this new game is somewhat difficult to learn. I, I can speak to experience there. I, you know, there was a lot to learn. And um, how do you go about that and how you stay resilient, I think, is one of the rules of the game that you need to follow when you first start a job. What surprised you about that? You know, it's just a... And I don't know how every company does it or how every employer does it, but it's just a... It, there's just a learning curve you know, and you think you're done learning and stuff because you learned school and, but this is a totally new thing that you can almost never be prepared for. Right. You know, it's, it, you know, taking a full-time job that, that it literally keeps you going in the world with the financial support that it provides. Mm -hmm. It's a big task and people don't realize that coming out of school, or at least I didn't. Um, there's a, there's a, this term or this, phrase is coming to me, there's an art and science to it. So any job, I can teach you the skills of your job. I can teach you your, you know, how to, how do you fill out your expense report and submit it so you get reimbursed? How do you, um, you know, order supplies? How do you keep your office clean? Those are the, the, that's the science part of it, if you will. That's just kind of cut and dried. But then there's this art to it. Right. If you're a salesman, there's not exactly. There are some books on that, but but generally, you got to figure that out. You got to figure that out. And what? what how? How do you learn? And how do you? 
Um, if you're a boss, how do you learn to manage people? How do you? That's correct. And not everybody should be managing if you, people. If you work in an office, you have to manage. You have to manage yourself with other people a lot already. Right. How do you do that in, right. a, in a scenario where? Yes. Stuff goes wrong, and you know you're all trying to figure it out. How do you work with difficult people? It's there's there's steps to play in this game that you are really difficult to learn until you're there. Yeah, and and even though we could, I mean, even on this podcast, if we told you all the things, we can't tell you all the things because there's going to be a, okay, <laughs> you're on the road and you hit a deer with your car. Which happened. Yes. Okay. So that that's not in the book. Oh yeah. I had a very much come to Jesus, grow <laughs> up real quick moment. I'm like, I've, I've never done this before. What do I, what do I do now? Okay. So in that moment, I'd, I'd never been in an accident. Oh shoot. Yeah. Okay. And I told okay. him I, t- I was on the phone with my boss because you know it's a company car. Yes. And I said, "Boss, I'm, you know, this sounds probably very young of me, but I've never done this before. What's my next step?" Okay. Right. So, go ahead. Play that. the game. That has to be a question you're willing to ask. Would be a piece of advice I give. Yes, because, and, and here's, you haven't done it yet, right? It's not that you've never done it. I keep saying that word yet. It's. You haven't done this yet, so ask the question, right? And that's not in the rule book. That's not in the 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 onboarding guide that they hand you when you start your job, right? You know, and some of that doesn't even come to you until you are down the road a little bit and going, oh, okay, wait a second, you know? Yeah. Now we've kind of talked about the scenario I'm in. Let's let's say we fast forward five years here, and Cheryl, you're giving advice on someone on how to play the game that's, you know, trying to climb the ladder or find a job that, you know, pays more or is a better fit for their family or themselves or whatever. Mm. What, what rules of the game do you want to help provide there? I think there are some rules that stand no matter whether you're playing the game of school, the game of marriage, the game of relationships, of parenthood, job. Show up curious. Show up ready to ask questions after you've listened, but show up curious and, and admit when you don't know, just, I don't know, or that didn't go well, help me. And I think that applies to every aspect of life. I I think it applies to every, and I think we get so defensive because we don't want to show that we're, we don't know when in essence, we're not meant to know it all. So I think, uh, too, in my infamous 23 years of life here, <laughs> two words that you said there are super important, and that's show up. Yeah. You have got, if, if, you, want, if you want to play, you have to be there. Yeah. First off, like, otherwise you forfeit. Correct. If you don't show up, you're out. You're done. You're gone. Right. Kiss it goodbye. But showing up, like, get out of bed when the first alarm goes off, right? Yes. Like, take that first step out the door. You know, show up to the interview. Like, the first step, and I think it's true, is often the hardest one. Oh, it so is. To get it, the ball rolling. Yes, it is. It is. Um, and I, I also yeah. have written down, too, on here, don't back, don't back down. And you wrote in the comments, what if you're not wired that way? And to me, the show up concept applies, but I think you probably have something else you want to say about that, too. Okay, well, tell me what you meant by don't back down. When life is throwing stuff at you to get you not to show up, 
Okay. This, this, and this. Okay. Because I interpreted that as don't back down from a... a, I I sort of took that negatively, like... um, don't back down when you're challenged. Like, keep at it. Well, we were on two different... We were thinking kind of the same thing, but not yes. really. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, just... Again, I want to say that showing up piece, that even if that part is hard, even if that part is hard... It's going to be at some it point. It is going to be. So, don't, so take out the if, so when it's hard. Yeah. The other piece of advice I would you, say... You didn't finish your advice. Oh, you, you which, just, which, I interrupted you and then you... Oh. Even if that is difficult, what do you do? Do it anyway. That's courage to me, is doing stuff in, even in light of what you fear. And, okay, so I'm going to give you two, two questions to ask. In that situation where when it's hard to show up, what is the worst thing that can happen if you do or don't show up? And what is the best that can happen? So what is the worst in that situation? And go ahead, run it off the rails and into the ditch and, oh, it's terrible, terrible, terrible. But what's the best that can happen? Um, that, that to me is, that's a pretty... That's helped me lessen a lot of my fears when I didn't have the courage or I was scared to show up or I was nervous. Yeah, very Because true. in the end, people are not out to be mean to you. They really don't... I mean, people, I don't believe, most people, don't get up in the morning and say, all right, I'm going to make Noah's day living hell today. That is my plan. I'm out to do it. So when he shows up, I'm going to take him out. Contrary to popular belief, there's not that many <laughs> Beth Duttons in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I have one more piece of advice I would say. Please do what you say you're going to do. And if you aren't going to do it, then don't say it. What you say to others and yourself. Yes. Do what you say you're going to do. And if you need to adjust that goal or you need to to, to back it off for a little bit, but please follow through. That builds trust. And in any game, I don't care what game it is, the trust is important. Absolutely. Yeah. For yourself and for your teammates. Very much. And they see that. Guys, we're using a lot of references here to a game, but we hope that yes. you do understand them as well. Uh, we are kind of getting close to the end, I we guess. And what about words of wisdom from you? Words of wisdom. So once this podcast is over, I don't want you to cut it short, but look up the song called Life's a Dance by John yes. Michael Montgomery. Yes. I was trying to blackmail Cheryl earlier <laughs> to, sing. To, to sing the song, but I think it would—I yeah. think it would be better if you just went and listened to the song. And it's—it's it's obviously about asking a girl to dance, which is scary the first time you do it. Mm-hmm. But once you do it, you really got to appreciate it, right? Yep, that's right. Life's a dance. Life is. is a dance. You'll learn as you go. Sometimes you lead. Sometimes, sometimes you follow. You follow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it, it, you it should is, sing it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I might break the mic that we got set up here. Um, but no, I do think it's very relevant to this topic that we're talking about, though. Yeah. And it is, my mom and dad have been married for 57 and a half years. And my mom said to me most recently, you'd think after all this time we'd have figured it out and it wouldn't be work. And she said, it still is every day. So life is a dance and you are going to figure it out. You also don't dance alone. So it is that show up. 
be curious, do what you say you're going to do. Um, and I will tell you in the, and this is philosophical for me. Um, my, I've had a lot of different challenges in my life and, um, every time I showed up, it was worth it. And the joy in it through the struggle makes it easier the next time it's hard to get up and get going and do it because you look back and think, oh, yeah, that was worth it. I'm getting goosebumps right now because God gives his toughest battles to his strongest shoulders. Excuse me, to his strongest soldiers. So when you're struggling and you're going through it, like you're in, you might be in the right spot, really. Yeah. And I think you and I have both lived that firsthand. Very much. Very much. So, well, this was good. Yeah, we kind of got good. we kind of got deep there at the end for some reason. That's okay. It it's, shows a side of us that people, you know, never know. Okay, uh, are you going to wrap up? And what's your pet peeve for today? Well, do you have any? I feel like I mean I'm the only one that's been giving um, these tricks and pet peeves. If you don't, that's okay. I'm throwing you on the spot to, here. Well, I do have a pet peeve. People who drive in the left lane, <laughs> who don't move over ever. I mean. Okay, go to the speed limit, but if you're in the left lane, you should go five over the speed limit or more. Otherwise, get your ass in the right lane. That's my pet peeve. Cheryl's going to have to plead the fifth if ever asked about this podcast in terms of her driving. <laughs> but I do agree. It's it, like there's just common courtesy on the road. Makes me like, crazy. When there's a car parked on the right side, yeah. like they need to change a flat or something, get over. Get over. Yes. And what? frankly, it's illegal to be in the left lane when you just drive. It's the, a passing lane, Noah. Yeah. Just. Sometimes I want to have a sign in my car. You're in the passing lane. Did you t- I- did you tell him he was number one? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, I did not. Well, okay, that's, that's good yours? because that wouldn't do you much good anyway. <laughs> no. Um, mine is people that complain about something <sighs> and then choose to do nothing about it and let it just happen again. It kind of goes along with this. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of goes along with this topic, I guess. But yes, know, if, if someone's complaining that they're I don't know, about their car. I don't. I don't even know. Complaining about a friend, and they choose not to talk to their friend about the problem they have. Uh huh. I just. I don't. It do makes you, it worse. How do you it, expect it to get any better? It right. Sometimes you need to just complain. I get it, but. Yes, but in the end, either be willing to do something about it or stop complaining about it. Right. Uh, we used to say in first grade, write it down on a piece of paper. Tell the duck in the corner, like we had a little stuffed duck. <laughs> Tell the duck. <laughs> Because then you'd get it out, and if it wasn't, and if you felt silly telling the duck, okay, then maybe it wasn't worth telling your friend. But if they didn't want to, the things that were really serious, they would go to their friend and talk. So we learned that in first grade. So All right, everybody. There's your tip. As Sarah would say, <laughs> like and review. I'll throw that in there again. Yes, for please. Her. Rate and review. Go rate listen. Go listen to Lives to Dance, and we are going to catch you back here again in two weeks. All right. Thank you, Noah. See ya. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Rate and review. Let us know what you think. Check out my website, CherylBMitchell.com, to subscribe to the newsletter to get wisdom and savviness in between our podcasts, as well as to connect with me on ways that we could work together to help you cross the lines. Until then, keep hustling and busting your butt to be better. (laughs) 